Welcome back, everybody. Today is a grave day. We are awaiting votes of the U.S. presidential election. I'm P Money. We got Knowles in the house. What up, bro? Why did you have to bring that up? I'm just saying it's a very important day in history. But we're gonna take an hour out of this. I'm trying. I'm trying bullshit not. Travis Stephen election and have some have a good time. Uh, yeah, dude. I'm not. This is this is my one moment today where I will not be thinking of the election or Donald Trump for that matter, which I can't wait for the day. Uh, I don't hear his name. Think about him for, you know, a sustained period of time. Wow. You sound like Ian when he talks about Lewis Hamilton. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, dude. Well, at least, at least, (laughs) at least Lewis Hamilton's like a, 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 like a fucking winner. I mean, I guess you could. <laughs> True. Yeah. I, I will never compare both of those Please characters <laughs> in a serious way. Uh, but a lot has happened. We just got off another classic racetrack, as they call it. And um, yeah, we had a lot to talk about today, Knowles. A lot to. Uh, Epic, huge race. Dissect. <clears throat> huge race. Yeah. Um, and a lot of storylines. This, this race could be in itself an episode. Of Drive to Survive season three, I think. Um, there was so much action this weekend. I like it. Should it? It could have been. I'm really sad to hear that F one's not even considering putting Imola back on on the calendar permanently. But that's a conversation for another day, or not. Yeah, I don't know. Or 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 we might have to get into it. But before that, you know, we got to hear our little sweet music to the ears. Roll that intro. Question for all of you except Romain Grosjean. To whom it may concern, fuck you. More ladies in the paddock? Yeah, more, more, more paddock access, access to, uh, to some women. There's too many dudes. I don't really have a lot to comment on that, except that he was being a pussy. Well, that kind of ties it back to our uh, topic of the day, that last one. (laughs) Which part? Uh, Max's comment on Oka. Oh. Oh, <laughs> you compare him to uh, to DT. <laughs> yeah, maybe just in the oh, just I, the use not. of that particular word. Oh, <laughs> I, was, oh, I wasn't going to oh, go that deeper. Was it? <laughs> oh. Yeah, you lost. Me uh, there. I was like the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> well, let me get you back on track with P Money's stats. Are you ready for this? Did you just refer? Hold on. Did you just refer to yourself yes. as a third person? Yes, I did, because I was going to line up this sweet sound effect that didn't go off. Let me do that again. Are you ready for P-Money's oh stats? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, no, that's dude, the that best sounded- I could do on short notice. <laughs> it sounded like, that sounded like, that's like little dick energy blaster. It's like, 
You know, it's oh, like when on, they, I, I got to up that volume and it will be fine. <laughs> uh, dude, that was that was soft as shit. That's your stat intro. Wow. Hey, first of all, you should be introducing me. This is how you should have my back on this. So how about you introduce the stats? We got P Money coming in with the stats because it's stat boy. Is that? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. You're such a fucking. Yeah, loser. I like. <laughs> let me. <laughs> Let me work on that, <laughs> on that laser effect, and uh, yeah, we'll have everything yeah. figured out by uh, sorry by next week. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's not the laser. I gotta effect, work. Dude. I gotta work on the tokens development tokens for oh, the podcast. Right. There we go. All right, let's let's get into this. All right, stats. We're in Italy, technically San Marino, and uh, as I told you last week, um, this is a very special place for me because this is one of the races I actually attended back in 06. Um, and did you know Italy's a big part of F1? This was the 100th event F1 Grand Prix in Italy, which includes San Marino, Monza, and Mugello over Damn. the years. That's, uh, oh, pretty that's good. a fun stat. That's a fun stat. Okay. Okay. Interesting stat. Here's, Dude, here's one that's not a lot of redemption for that puny ass out <laughs> for the laser. All right, this one's not so this one's not so strong, but it's just because it's a round number, and he had a really good mustache this weekend. Fifteenth pole position for Botas, um, who was give, who was giving out some serious Mansell vibes with that stash. Did you see that? Dude, you did you see my mustache this weekend? I had a full on handlebar for Halloween, so I was, and then I had a mustache until Monday. So I was me and Valtteri, you know, same age, same mustache. Uh, got on, yeah, got his got his pole. Same record of not winning anything. Yeah, Ooh, great. Uh, <laughs> I had to, you you know, you called out my laser. So, um, all right, now we're getting into the stats that you're gonna love because it's for LH forty four. Uh, Hamilton now has gone over the 5,000 kilometer, uh, in P1 in a race to match, to join Schumacher. Uh, he wins his 72nd race with one constructor, AKA Merck, which is the record record, sorry, equaled to Ferrari with Michael. So they both won 72 races with their own dominant teams. And Hamilton, well, every time he wins a new race, it's going to be a new record now. So 93rd race victory. This one's a good one. It's a round one. It's a good one for Merck. 500th podium for a Mercedes engine. Okay. Pretty good. Pretty good. And the biggest one of the weekend, obviously, and the biggest storyline is Mercedes wins its seventh consecutive constructors title which is a new record beating ferrari's 1999 to 2004 run of six in a row yeah man it's it's pretty incredible we want it's always great to watch like have a, a a weekend where you're watching history and that's i mean if there's one thing that this year we can we can look back on this year and like be well, we're going to say that all year. Like, well, I lived through this and I lived through that, but we'll also be able to say we were, we were there, man, for Lewis Hamilton, man. We were it was better there. in my day. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're going to be those guys soon. <laughs> I already do that. So for me, I'll just keep doing that. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's going to change for you, though. <laughs> Hopefully Nothing that laser does. But <laughs> All right, challenge accepted. I'll get you a better laser next time. Yeah. Uh, all right, so another Merc 1-2. Hamilton first, Boats has second. But actually, it wasn't as straightforward as it seems. Uh, Boats has actually got pole position and had the pace this weekend. But he ended up getting debris stuck in his radiator, was it? The engine radiator? And it was like the size of a freaking like laptop. And not those sleek like MacBook Pros, but like those big ass PC laptops. Like those gamer laptops from like circa 2005. It was huge. Did you see that piece? Yeah, it was massive. Like there was, um, <laughs> yeah, there was a Mercedes, uh, like, I don't know if it was who it was, an engineer or somebody like holding the piece and it was almost the size of a full, like a full thigh, like a nice big thigh, human thigh. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I think we found something that belongs to you, Ferrari. And <laughs> at, at first, <laughs> at first I thought, okay, it might have been some small like debris, like big deal, but no, that's pretty huge. <laughs> yeah, it was like the whole half, it was like, a, what was it, the the... I don't even know what part of the wing it was, but it was it was definitely like it looks like one of the flaps, like, like the bottom flap of the front wing that was kind of already broken though. Uh it was Vettel's, I feel, because he's the one who kind of got into some trouble. So well, he know. was yeah, he did, um, he didn't he'd been asking. Um I think Ferrari even admitted like Valtteri might have run over it. Yeah, I guess for safety, but it's like no one saw it and then they found it after the race. But so Valtteri, pole position, Lewis P2, and we had Max in P3, and then we had Gasly in P4. Amazing qualifying, but his race didn't last too long, unfortunately, but he could have had a strong result. We'll get back to him later when we talk about his teammate that you love. But I think I'm going to go out and say it. I think Botas had the pace to win this race if he didn't have that debris i mean he, he was didn't. In, he didn't though <laughs> i mean it's easy to say afterwards and yeah. we could go on for 10 minutes and like bicker at each other like yeah, democrats and republicans but yeah let's let's skip that part and just get to the point where max actually gave us some entertainment uh passing lewis and for a while we thought oh yeah all right maybe he can you know stir things change things up at the front but then lewis stays out longer obviously and he has so much pace overcuts everyone by like 10 laps takes the lead on a vsc that was triggered by <clears throat> verstappen's tire failure was it or was it ocon it was ocon's yeah electrical clutch. problem yeah, like he had an issue with his clutch right yeah uh and basically i mean some people asked if that helped Lewis. It probably did give him like a little bit of a bigger lead, but he would have had to lead anyway because he had already built up those whatever 27 seconds needed for that pit stop. Um, and yeah, a few a few laps later, unfortunately, we lost Verstappen on a tire failure, and that's when the race got a little crazy for the midfield at least. Dude, that midfield was super fun to watch. I mean, that it was really oof. was. I don't even know where to start with that midfield because we have all right, Gasly, first of all, that Senna tribute helmet. Holy shit, that was really cool. And in the colors of that Alpha Tari, like that gave me chills. Like this whole race weekend gave me chills actually being back there. 
Yeah, it was cool. I, I think the I wish he had gone a little bit smaller on the Alpha Towery uh, on the helmet because it was it like kind of overtook the entire thing. Like you saw the yellow, you saw a little bit of the green, a little bit of the blue, but you know what I mean. It was just like then it was like bam, Alpha Towery, we're still here. It could have been. I think I th- more minimal. In his defense, I think it's uh, the, the standard size because Kvyat's is the same. It's like that Red Bull logo that you have to put. Yeah, I, I get it. But it, but anyway, it was given with the you know approval, obviously, of the Senna Foundation. So that was really cool. And yeah, well, obviously, this is the track where Senna passed away in 94. Huge historical track. One of those like old school gravel everywhere. And we did see a lot of people going off in free practice, quality, and in the race. So... Food for thought, FIA, if you want to have some good, you know, old school tracks back. Yeah. Um, it doesn't seem like they're going to be doing that, though. No, it seems like they're going a different direction with like rumors of a Saudi <laughs> Arabian yeah, street great. track, which <laughs> great we're all looking forward to. <laughs> yeah. Another human rights win for Formula One. Yeah, exactly. You uh, beat me to it. It's unbelievable. Uh, world champions <laughs> um yeah that would not be good uh publicity for f1 and it would probably be another one of those super uh tracks by tilka that has so much runoff that anyone can just do whatever they want and there's no um anyway though we're getting i'm getting ahead of myself we'll can bitch about that later um <laughs> the midfield let's let's get back to the midfield uh i think the biggest story of the midfield is our boy dr3 Second Dude, podium in the last shoey. three races. We got the oh! shoey. He did not forget. He did not forget. And well, not only did he do a shoey, but Lewis <laughs> did a shoey. And the look on Lewis's face when he did it was absolutely appalling. <laughs> he was <laughs> like, oh, not, God, he, what did I get myself into? <laughs> yeah, but he, he also asked for it. He, he asked Danny Rick to give him this shoe. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, of course. It was great. <laughs> and Danny Rick was like, wait, are you are you kidding me? Like you said you'd never do this. And he's like, Yeah, give it Danny Rick, man. Absolutely. Gotta love it. G, dude. I love it. Yeah, I really it was so great. Like uh, it, it's really interesting to me that he's leaving Renault at this time. Um where he's putting in some serious results for for the team and we're we've we've almost it's almost like we've seen mclaren plateau in a way right yeah because mclaren this race weekend they seem to have the pace and free practice which by the way all right before we forget this was the first test of a two-day weekend uh two-day event sorry like without a friday so saturday free practice qualifying and then the race and a lot of people are saying that uh you know, kind of bunches the field up, and I feel like we saw that uh, there's less room for for error. And McLaren, who looked not too bad in free practice, P7 and P8, yeah, yeah, wasn't wasn't the stellar a stellar weekend for them overall? Um, you know, when they're trying to they're trying to compete for that that uh, that fourth position or third position. Third, so check this out for P3. This is the order for P3. Renault, who you last year you said would never amount to anything, um, 135 pound, uh, pounds points. Yo, find the quote. Find the quote. If I said that verbatim, 
I just didn't have any. I didn't have any. Oh faith. no, I didn't I'm have any paraphrasing. Faith, dude. Yeah, you never had because you're just shitting all over the French, basically. <laughs> yeah, well, where where was the faith coming from? Like Renault hadn't shown anything as of last it, season, so I was pretty justified. It, it takes time to build a team, man, especially in this hybrid era. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see what in any case. They're fighting for P3 right now, and they are in P3 with 135 points. McLaren, even though they didn't do so well, they had a good double points uh, result, and that maintains them at like, just a point behind them. So they went from third to fourth. And then we got Racing Point that is in P5 with 134. And you know we'll remind everyone that they lost 15 points, so they should be in P3 right now. But I mean, that's, um, that's, that's going to be tight. Huge. <laughs> Those 15 that's, points, huge implications. Right, like they had, had they not, had they they not been penalized, like it'd be. I mean, it'd still be super tight considering where where the season's been going. But I mean, in Lance Stroll has not been putting in strong results for the team Um, ever since he had COVID. Yeah, he's got he's gone through like two or three races where he's just been out of it, making a lot of mistakes. Just as we were all saying, you know, he was P four in the drivers championship like a few races ago but you know yeah. where you know you know where you know where racing point fucked up this weekend though as much as i love to hear danny rick celebration and see a shoey um, oh, yeah. they kind of they kind of threw away a podium with checo oh, huge fuck up that that pit stop was like what were you thinking yeah they so even, they so yeah was it the safety car came out and they thought that he needed new soft tires because he wouldn't be able to put temperatures into his tires and we saw this is not a track that's super easy to pass and he literally went from p3 to like p6 yeah it was pretty pretty immediate i mean it also gave my favorite driver on the grid danny cavia um you know ultimately gave him p4 so that was great not so yeah let yeah (laughs) Well, I, I thought of you because at that restart, you had Perez who Perez passed signs pretty quickly. And I thought Perez was going to go through the field, but then it got a little difficult for him to pass the other cars. Uh, Kvyat, that pass on Leclerc on the outside uh, was probably one of the best moves I've seen in the last two years. That was bold. No matter how, if there had been any other driver, you would have loved that move, I think. Probably yeah, I, 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 you're not wrong. <laughs> okay, so you admit you admit that was pretty ballsy. Like, yeah, I think even Kvyat said it was a ballsy move. Like verbatim said that, which like, yeah, it was a ballsy move. But like, I, I don't know. <laughs> it does. It doesn't change your opinion on the. I think it's more of the person that you don't like, not the driver. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's I as a driver, like he's. I just think he's like a. Well, I don't need to get into that. This this isn't a. a <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> this is not like a session for me to shit talk to any of you yet. I, you know, but well, it we're, we're going to get it move, it was a ballsy move, you know, and it got him it was in. a great. It was a great move. Like, let's agree on that. That was a, it was a really good move around Leclerc, who had another strong race, P five, um, with when his when his teammate was what I think out of the points again, P thirteen. Yep. Yeah, P12 for Vettel, who finishes behind Latifi, which, who, who finished 11th for the third time this season. But the real 
soul crushing moment was when Russell, who was uh, in the points during the safety car, I hate to say this, uh, but Russell pulled. Russell did a Grosjean moment. Full he had the Grosjean moment. Yeah, I hate saying it; it just hurts. But actually, that's that's my quote of the week. Um, is is <laughs> that incident? Um, so explain yeah. the incident because we uh, he he was. He was, he was behind safety car and he just was trying to put heat in his tires and lost control yes. and hit the wall. And he, yeah, basically, um, you know, hit, hit the throttle like too hard, um, went over the revs and just spin the car, spun the car, um, and literally pulled. I mean, it was a Grosjean from, uh, from Baku. What was Baku. it? 2017. <laughs> he did that yeah so, it was like the classic grosjean moment you know and then at least <laughs> under the at safety least car when, here's the difference though is at least when george russell did that he took full responsibility when grosjean did that he goes oh i hit a button in the car just you know it just it just went out from under me it's like dude you fucked that up and and this is i just want to say this too just going at grosjean for a minute thank god he's leaving um, his, his radio once again, this week was <laughs> so fucking pathetic. He got passed by Latifi. There's contact. It was full on. Like it was a racing, it was just racing incident. Um, got passed by Latifi and just bitched for almost an entire lap about it. Unreal. Oh, I missed um, that. What did he say? He's just like ridiculous, ridiculous. I think he must've said ridiculous, like maybe 10, 12, 13, 15 times. Um, Dude, it just, it's so unbelievable how the guy never seems to take responsibility for his own, his own wrongdoings on the track. But my real quote of the week, and I digress. Um, yeah, it was, was from, was from Grosjean. And this is more of a, a, a slap at Grosjean than, uh, than it is George Russell, but <laughs> Grosjean said, of course it is. Grosjean said in response to, you know, into in response to George Russell's uh, mishap, he said, "Man, I know the feeling. We'll take some time to forget." <laughs> yeah, he definitely knows the feeling. <laughs> uh, but I think I think it was said in probably in a positive. Yeah, no, he. Uh, there's more to the quote, so I'll finish the actual quote. He said, "Man, I know the feeling," which is really the quote of the week for me. But then he goes on to say, "We'll take some time to forget it, but what you do is mega. Keep pushing." Oh, okay. <laughs> you completely misquoted him, though. At first, no, 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 no. I, he, no, I didn't misquote him. I just, you know, I just said, "Man, I know the feeling." To is the first part of the quote. Yeah. Okay, but it like it if you don't say the rest of it it makes him look, you know, a little patronizing, but I thought that's pretty nice. I think Lewis came out and said something as well. Saying like, you mean self patronizing? I don't understand. How's it patronizing? If you just, man, I know the feeling. I don't know. Cause he's like making it about himself and like talking about like his achievements and his fuck ups, I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> But it wasn't. It wasn't. Even Lewis, you know, I think said on Instagram, you know, you're doing great things or something. You should just feel blessed and <laughs> you have the best fans. And I think everything Patty, 
Yeah, but it was. That's nice. Um, I think Patty Lowe's reaction was great, though. That was a paraphrase, by the way. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Mine was a paraphrase too. <laughs> um, no, you know, Patty Lowe had a really nice reaction to it. It was like, you know, because Russell was gutted. Like he was absolutely gutted after it. Like, you know, he oh, was. He, he pulled was, like a Hakkinen who like stayed there for like thirty minutes, probably yeah. like a few tears, which but, you feel for him. He was in the points. He was going to, I mean, he was going to finish in the points. Um, I mean, another, another funny little quote of the week, (laughs) not a quote of the week, but savage moment from Alpha Romeo was Kimmy was right behind Russell when it happened. And his, his, his race engineer comes on the radio and was like, Kimmy, we're in P11. And then Kimmy goes, Oh shit. The, you know, William just crashed. He goes, perfect. That's one less. P10 then. <laughs> wow. Savage from out. Yo, uh, yeah, that's, it's, it's pure business right there. <laughs> pure business. It's full. Perfect. <laughs> it's nothing personal. Strictly business. <laughs> yeah, Kimmy probably wouldn't give a shit if someone came up to him and asked him, hey, what do you feel about Russell crashing into the wall? He's like, well, He'll learn from it. What do you want me to say? <laughs> Which is true. I think he will learn. And I think he just he's trying really hard. He's he's putting pressure on himself, I think, more than he's putting way too much pressure on himself to get that point. Uh, everyone values him as a great driver. Even Alonzo was saying during the weekend, because your favorite driver of all time was there this weekend until Saturday with Renault. And he said that. Russell, it's the young driver that impresses him the most. He says he's got the most natural speed. Well, I think it's 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 got to be frustrating for somebody like George Russell, who sees his buddies like you know Alex Albon, um, Lando Norris. Uh, oh, we'll get to, we'll get to Albon next. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's got to be frustrating for him, who's like hasn't scored any points in Formula One yet. And to me, realistically, like Lando's a great driver. Albon's a, a good driver. Um, I think Albon is cracking under the pressure. We'll get to that in a minute, but I think George Russell out of the three of them who entered last year is, um, is the most talented of the three. Realistically. I a hundred percent agree. Although it is, they are all very good drivers. So I don't want to like, you know, rank them too much, but he is for me. Like if I were to start my own team right now with like an awesome budget, um, I would definitely pick Russell and I can't wait to see him in a car that can compete. You almost said, you almost said Mercedes. <laughs> I heard it. On, <laughs> I can't wait to see him in a if Toto, if Toto steps down and I get his, <laughs> I get his position. Um, I'm firing Botas and I'm putting Russell in right away. And I, I say this because last year I had my doubts. Um, I think i I put I put Ocon a little too high in my um in my ranking, and I thought that maybe Ocon was a faster driver than Russell, but I'm not sure about that anymore. Actually, I feel like Russell has overtaken him in my book. So, um, yeah, no, uh, you said no, <laughs> uh, but Ocon, eh, we'll get to Ocon later. He DNF. We'll talk about him when he actually does finishes the race. Albon. Um, this, I think we, this is like the point of no return. Um, Albon at the safety at the last safety car and there's about six or seven laps left when the safety car or maybe five, um, went in 
uh, he was in a really good position. I think he was in P5 or P6 to maybe get P4 uh, or just P5, but a top five result for Red Bull. All of a sudden, we just see him spin. And he thought that he might have been hit, but it was literally just him pressing the throttle too hard and a huge oversteer moment. Pretty much a Vettel. He had the Vettel moment. 100%. It was a we we just invented. Yeah. And now this begs the question, what the fuck does Red Bull... I feel like we we talk about this every single race, but um, Helmut Marco said that he was giving him two races and this was the second one. What does Red Bull do? What the hell does Red Bull do now for next year when you have Gasly who out-qualified Albon again, by the way, this weekend was was potentially going to finish in the top five or maybe even that podium who knows but on form and when you see albon doing that whew, rough dude i mean that was uh, it's gotta be christian horner was pretty um pretty easy on him with the incident that happened i think he could have been a lot harsher in his criticisms like public criticisms of him um but I think he's realized at this point that it's not going to do any good to instill confidence in him. So, you know, um, it, he's got to be careful with what he says publicly. Um, you know, and, and at this point, Red Bull doesn't have a shot at the at the drivers, you know, at the, the, the drivers championship. So um, the best they can do is just finish as high as, you know, as, as I mean, they're going to finish second. It's, it's not a question at this point, but um, Man, I think I really think, and I've I've made this, I've gone on this rant before, so I'm going to spare everybody um, the time and the boredom of having to sit through another one. Um, but Red Bulls need to really reconsider how they 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 develop and build talent within within their their ranks because I think realistically they could have been much more competitive with Mercedes had they had more consistency in their driver lineup over the last seven years. Absolutely. Especially over the last three, four years. Uh, And I don't know if you heard, this was, I think, I don't know if it was during the race coverage or qualifying when, yeah, it was during the race coverage when uh, Martin, you know how they had Christian Horner, the whole uh, on the, on the pit wall with them. And they kind of tuned in with them every now and again. They asked him, okay, uh, you have Max and you have the two Mercedes. This is like when you needed Albon to be up there to be able to use strategy because that's what basically allowed Hamilton to do whatever he wanted um, with his strategy. And then Christian ironically asked him, so like, what would you do? Oh, I remember <laughs> that. Yeah. And Brundle says, well, I'd tell him to go faster. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting. I thought that was the most savage moment. <laughs> of the weekend for me because it was so innocent and like true it wasn't even a dig it was just like well it's just not working man like that's it (laughs) yeah that i'm glad you brought that up because i remember hearing that i was like wow how how like horner's clearly clearly feeling the heat so he's just like well you know what the fuck do you want me to answer so what would you do martin since you're in a position of power and brundle's like uh go fucking faster i don't know 
I would just tell him like it is, you know. And you know what happened today, or was it today? It was yesterday, November 3rd, on the same track at Imola. You got Tsunuda, who's the Honda uh, protege testing at Imola with Alpha Tauri. And there's a lot of rumors going around, but I still don't think he's replacing um, Kvyat because I think everyone kind of knows that Kvyat's out of here. I feel like, you know, that's a given at this point. Uh, but I feel that Horner might have been the one supporting Albon last year when he replaced Gasly. And now he kind of has to stick with his choice because he's also the one who was talking down Gasly last year. So he would look like an idiot putting Gasly back. That's my opinion. So I feel like what we're going to see, and I think we said it last episode as well, is that we might see Mr. Senor Perez Checo in that second Red Bull seat. I mean, next year. I would. I, the more I think about it, the more likely I think it is. I think it gives Red Bull the best chance at competing with Mercedes next year. Yeah, like it's gonna be one. It's gonna be one of those like shitty contracts though for Checo. It's gonna be like those Valtteri Bottas. Like we're giving you one year. Because we we might want to just put Gasly in there next year, or whoever wins between Gasly and Albon, basically. You know what though? I, I I'm not I'm not sure that Checo that's that's not in Checo's interest. So like I think if you think about what's happening next year, you've got Hondas last year, and even Total Wolf said today um, he's like Honda's going to go <clears throat> Honda's going to go all out next year, no matter what, right? Um, it's right now it's their last year in Formula One. Um, you know, for the foreseeable future. And, you know, they're going to want to put in the work to, to make that, make that, that year the best it can be. So, you know, you think about having Checo and Max in a Red Bull. I love it, dude. I love it. It would be I think great. It's great. It, makes, it makes the most sense. Checo deserves a drive both because he's got the money behind him and he's a great driver. Yeah, especially because he has, uh, because he's a good driver. Like the money is probably secondary for me at this point, even for Red Bull. Yeah. Obviously, like you're not going to say no to that, but he's just a great driver. And he's like, as Brundle describes him, he's a points scoring machine. He just always scores points. And I love how at the end of the race, he just told his engineer, because now he can say whatever he wants, right? Because he got dropped. He's like, another podium that we let slip away, you know? Just like, fuck you guys you cost me another podium this year. Um, yeah, he's strong. I think he. I think per, uh, it was between Perez and Hulk, but I feel that Perez is a more proven midfield like alpha dog, you know. Absolutely. Uh, so Albon at Red Bull. I mean, I feel like we're going to hear about these in the next few weeks. We're going to hear about that. And we're also going to hear about Haas's lineup. Um, by the way, only four more races for Grosjean. So hopefully... He's planned something beautiful for his exit at some point. The Ab- Abu Dhabi pit lane exit is really tight. I'm just saying. Stereo. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> <laughs> to go out with a bang. <laughs> Let's just. Where are the best moments for a Grosjean moment? Like where the best? Where's the best opportunity for a Gromo? Oh, Singapore would have been beautiful because you know a lot of walls there. Obviously, he's not a fan of those. <laughs> uh, I think Turkey, the next race, uh, a lot of there's a lot of run up, but there is gravel, so he could end up in the gravel. But I do feel that Abu Dhabi pit lane for me, because I feel like the slower Grosjean moments are funnier. 
when it's like in the pit lane and he spins off and you know awkwardly breaks a front wing and he has to go around the whole lap with it it's just like that's beautiful (laughs) or just you know comes out of his 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 pit box um and runs into somebody that's something else could happen um oh like stroll this weekend he knocked over that mechanic do you see that as pit stop yeah that that was that's another one of those moments that strolls had recently where it's just like, he's just not something sums off with a guy. And he was like, he said it was because his brakes were cold, but I mean, I think eh. it could be just like lingering, you know, fatigue from, you know, he had COVID. I'm sure he wasn't a hundred percent. But also Perez had COVID and he came back and he was fucking like as fast as he usually was. So who knows? I don't know. You know, maybe he's having a tough time but that like i've <laughs> i could feel the pain man like mechanic fully on their back with his legs on the ground too on the other side like oof, that hurt yeah his tailbone that ain't, must feeling, hurt. ain't feeling good Eek. oh man uh speaking of bahrain we'll be there in a few weeks um today guess who was testing there in a two-year-old reno uh who was it fernando Fernando Alonso, um, who was interviewed also this weekend, and they asked him like, "Hey, like, would you be down to step in for a race if need be uh, this year?" He's like, "I mean, I would if I had to, but I'd rather be prepared for it, so I'd rather not." So that was—I thought that was interesting. I mean, why would but, he step in? I don't know. I, th- I think they mentioned like in terms of like there's t- there is like the stupid hypothetical questions like, "Oh, if someone got COVID, would you step in?" And he's like, well, yeah. <laughs> but also I'd rather do like winter testing before. Uh, oh, my quote of the week before I forget. Uh, this is not to spark any kind of rumor or anything, but it is a Lewis Hamilton quote that everyone's heard in in the post-race. And he says, I feel I would like to be here next year, but there is no guarantee of that for sure. There's a lot, there's a lot that excites me off the track and he says in his afterlife which is kind of a weird way to say it i think it was a slip so time will tell so do we put our tinfoil hats and say that lewis retires with his seventh or is that just a negotiating chip with toto dude honestly i think lewis i think lewis was sorry man um really fucking yeah i've got some lingering effects of last night's election um Um, yeah, dude, I think we've got Lewis just basically playing with the press. Um, he's not going anywhere. Like Lewis is, he's like, if Kimmy's still in formula one, Lewis is not leaving for at least another three or four years. Like he's got a lot of gas in the tank, unless he's got aspirations to do other things, which Lewis wants to, like, I think he's not, he hasn't said this. Publicly, he hasn't been arrogant about it. It's not really his style, but Lewis wants to be like, I think, smash records to the extent that there's no arguing that he's, you know, in one of the greatest of all time. Like, that's it. So I think he's playing with the press a little bit. <laughs> I like how you, you, you take it. You take it there every single time. <laughs> take it where? Um, no, I agree. I mean, just about like, you know, the fact that it's he's so close to breaking everything that there's he shouldn't leave now also. But I do feel I, I'm just wondering, you know, just thinking, is Lewis that kind of guy who's like, eh, you know what? I'm done. We had a good run. If Toto leaves or Toto takes that more senior position in the team, 
does Lewis say, I don't think so because he loves racing and he's not that kind of driver like Rosberg was where it's like, okay, I did it. Like, you know, it's done. He's like, no, I want to keep going. I want to prove that I can beat these young guys and then go out on top in like two years or three years. So yeah, I mean, that was more of, that was, yeah. He's still in his, dude, he, there's nothing that says to me, Lewis is slowing down yet. Like if, you know, in the next two, three years, we see that happening, then sure. But right now, like you've just won a seventh constructors help win a, a seventh constructors title for your team. Um, you're on track to win another, you know, at this point it's a numbers game, but your seventh world title to equal Shumi. Um, and he's, dude, he's having races that are showing everybody like the Delta to his teammate. Like, let's look at what's happening with Valtteri. Um, Lewis isn't going anywhere. Um, I think you're right to say it's probably a negotiating like chip for him and just be like, look at what he's done for the team. Now it's time to pay me. I think the, was it one of the British newspapers in September? So not too long ago, had um came out with some figures for his new contract and i think it was 134 or 135 million euros for the next three years <laughs> that's that, that's yeah that, that's that fuck you that's fuck you money for sure yeah that's seven time world champion money right there uh-huh. <laughs> that would be like yeah that'd be 45 mil a year that's just salary um but yeah, I think that was that was not as serious of a quote of the week. It was just, I, it was just funny because he always gets a reaction when he says he loves playing with the, with the press too. I think on his Instagram, I think I sent you guys on our shit talking thread. He, he was playing some music. I don't know if it's his music composing, and he said something about you know hitting the throttle in a different model, and he stops and he goes, "Oh shit, I shouldn't have played that," but that was all calculated for sure. Oh, for sure, dude, absolutely is. He knows what he's sneaky, doing. Sneaky Lewis. <laughs> All right. We're going we're going to another classic. I like how tracks that are like 10 years old now are classics also. Uh, <laughs> everyone was calling Turkey a classic, which it is, I think. It's fucking beautiful. You've got turn eight. It would, turn eight is a quadruple left-hander. And you're going to see some drivers really stand out on this racetrack. And... I can't wait to see qualifying and see what kind of moves they can pull off. Cause it's the first time we'll be using DRS also here. Um, it's going to be amazing track. Uh, it's going to um, be a pretty, pretty ballsy race. I think. Yeah. And before we get to the predictions, um, you close the gap a little bit on the grandstand championship, uh, by getting that one, two with Botas and P two and Hamilton P one. Um, you scored five points. I scored three. So now the score is 55 to 45, um, which with, you know, with four races to go, it's all, it's all possible. Knowles. It's, it is possible. It's the math. Mathematically, I could still win this. Yeah. You need to get lucky on the Grosjean moments. Dude, like, so, if, if, so hard. I was thinking about that this morning. It's so hard to predict. So hard. Yeah, because like we would have never predicted Russell, because just like you know, you don't want to. Also, like we want to see certain drivers do stupid things, but uh, this one was a really hard one. Uh, all right, it is my turn to go first in this prediction, so you can just copy my picks as you usually do. Um, what, dude? Oh wow, you are you sound like you sound like Trump just making shit up. 
<laughs> I declare myself the winner of the Grandstand Championship yeah, right exactly. now. Four races before yeah. the end of the uh, year. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Count the votes, motherfucker. Yeah, we said we wouldn't talk about the election. Um, My bad. But Biden's going up, baby. Um, all right. Uh, Istanbul Park. I think this is a track where a few of my drivers, favorite drivers are going to go really well. Uh, pole position, Hamilton. Pretty sure. I, I'd be shocked if he didn't get pole position there. He had like one of his best races in GP2 at the time, I remember. Podium, it's going to be Hamilton. It's going to be... Ooh, it's going to be Botas. And it is going to be Max. And Formula 1.5, I do think that this is going to be a strong track for Racing Point. So I'm going to go for Checo Perez and the Grosjean moment. It's going to be Latifi. Boom. Done. Wow. Latifi, huh? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, Great. Early 2000s track. Not <laughs> Stained. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, you even remember the band. You probably had a poster of them in your room. Um, oh, I don't know if I had the poster, but I definitely had that track on my mini disc at some point. <laughs> on one of your, your illegally downloaded playlists. Napster. Next, yeah, <laughs> next to your porn collection. Yo, uh, we're not talking about that. <laughs> um, all right, I'm going to go Lewis Pole. Uh, Lewis P1. Here's where it gets tricky. Yeah, it does get tricky. You know, I did think about putting Max at P1, um, but I, I just think I think I'm, I'm going to go Botas P2. I really need these points. Um, I'm going to go Carlos Science P3. Oh. Huge bull. So you have science in P3 and in 1.5. Okay. Um, all right. I was going to say, you're not taking any risks, but there we go. Um, what do you got? Grosjean moment. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> so you write down that K. Um, not K Mag. I felt bad for him this weekend also. Um, for yeah, that whole headache thing because yeah. his gearbox is smashing to the back of his head. Yeah, that sucks. Um, Grosjean moment. Oh boy, I think I'm gonna give it to Seb. <sighs> Another classic, classic contender for sure. All right, that's it. Yeah. I, I think yeah. my, my lineup. All right. So uh, we'll be back. Um, we'll be, so we have a week off, a week off, sorry, actually um, before. So we'll be back with the pre Istanbul uh, show next week. Um, as Danny Rick did a shoey, it is the moment to remind everyone you can get an amazing t-shirt with the shoey with Danny Rick doing a shoey that we sported at Barcelona this year and testing the huge banner. Um, you can find that at the grandstand F1.com. Yeah. It's, it's so funny to think about when we designed that, we had no idea that this year would be such a fuck show. 
we had a lot of faith, but if you had told me it would happen twice, I'd have been get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's wild. Um, but could it happen three times? Who knows, man? There's some fast tracks coming up. Renault does well there. So, so yeah, make sure you can check those out at thegrandstandf1.com. Uh, also, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, at thegrandstandf1. And where can we hear the podcast, Knowles? Everywhere podcasts are found. Apple Podcasts, where I like to listen to them, but we are on Spotify, um, Anchor, um, every pretty much, yeah, anywhere. Look for it. We're there. Boom. And as you may have heard this weekend, uh, only Mercedes drivers can win the driver's title. Shocker. No, mathematically. But you should still tune in because the Grandstand Championship is going to heat up. Oh yeah. We're dude, it's close. Like this is this this is still this is still in play big time. Absolutely. I'm not letting my guard down. See you guys for the Istanbul pre-race. Oh my god.